it going, Yamitators? Episode 240 of You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp and the Aquabats. I'm going to talk about a little band I know called the Aquabats and my history with them. Um, so, oh man, so much time. So many shows, so much music spent um, with the Aquabats, and music spent time spent listening to music by the Aquabats, but also going to shows, going to see them live. Um, they had this the, back. Oh shit! Back in the day. <laughs> Back in the day, there was this thing called mail order. And if you got something through mail order, you basically fill out a card or a piece of paper, send it in with money um, to the band, and then the band would send you the merch or the stickers or, yeah, like whatever it was. (coughs) So the Aquabats had a club, which they're bringing back soon, I think, called the Aqua Cadet Fan Club. Um, Now, I am Aqua Cadet number 252 out of all of them. And so, I got in in the ground floor of the Aquabats, like, or second floor at least, and I was 12 when when I first started listening to them. And the way I first heard about them was, um, <coughs> we were living in Santa Maria, and, um, my brother came home one night from hanging with his friends, and supposedly he had gone to see, um, Mighty Ducks 3, because that just came out. And I hadn't seen Mighty Ducks 2 or 1, I think my brother has seen them, but I just asked him, like, when he got back from the movie, I was like, how was the movie? (laughs) And he goes, "Eh, yeah, it was good, I I don't know, I wasn't really paying attention. And I was like, what? (laughs) What do you mean you went to a movie and weren't paying attention? And he goes, okay, don't tell mom and dad, but... I didn't go to a movie. I didn't go see Mighty Ducks 3. I went to a concert. And, uh, and it was the Aquabats. And he was like, they wear costumes, and it's crazy. Like, here's, I got their, I think he, I think he had their CD, maybe, maybe. But, um, I found out when the next, Aquabats show was because at this point my uh, dad took my brother to the show dropped him off or maybe my brother got a ride down but my dad was the ride back anyway I drove down with my dad to pick him up from the show and it was like an hour from where we lived so it was a drive you know you just drive and listen to music and hang out and when we got there um, they didn't charge us to come in because it was like the end of the show and I saw the Aquabats playing and there was someone on stage or someone going through the crowd with like baby powder and they had a, a metal looking fireproof looking suit that they were wearing and they were spreading baby powder around and then they were singing powdered milkman singing about powdered milkman or something and I was like what like I remember thinking distinctly <laughs> while I was in the crowd going, that's not powdered milk, that's baby powder. Like I was a fucking stickler for <laughs> for um, accuracies at a show, at a, at a sh- show of a band I've never heard of. 
or had barely heard of. But my second thought, besides that's not really powdered milk, was this is what music can be? Holy shit. Because it's fun and it's weird and crazy and they've got friends and foes and like um, they've had a TV show, the Aquabats Super Show. Right now there's a Kickstarter going to revive the show and to get them enough money to make new albums. They, If they get the maximum amount they need for the Kickstarter... As I was saying, if they get the maximum amount they need for the Kickstarter, then they'll be making four new albums, I think, plus a full new season of the Aquabat Super Show. And Jack Black has signed on to be the producer, and they did this whole campaign where there's been a couple different videos, and people are doing like street team stuff, like spreading out flyers and just blasting out on social media support them, do the kickstarter (coughs) oh shit and I haven't supported it yet because I mean I'm broke as fuck Um, I was gonna go to Jack in the Box that was me farting I was gonna go to Jack in the Box earlier and I was like well I have like $3.77 in my uh bank account and those mash up hash brown munchie meals are three dollars but the the tax will probably outweigh 337 plus I don't want to go over and then what if something some stupid bill goes through and I mean it's gonna I'm gonna go over anyway so I made myself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich instead but I put mini marshmallows on, on it, stuck them in the peanut butter, and then I took a torch, much like this one you're going to hear right now. Wait. Um, and I roasted the mini marshmallows. Just like the, le- the last episode of this podcast was called Toasted Marshmallows. That was inspired by that. <coughs> So the Aquabats. Um, first time I saw them play, I don't, I don't, I don't think I saw any other bands before them because they headlined, but um, they they played. The second time I saw them, saw them at this place that was called Emerald City in Santa Barbara, and. Um, The RX Bandits, then known as the Pharmaceutical Bandits, opened for the Aquabats. Um, Let's see, other bands I've seen open for the Aquabats. 24 Elsinore, the Mosleys. Um, Fuck, Rocket Summer? I think maybe one time I saw the Aquabats at House of Blues Rocket Summer opened for them or did Rocket Summer open for Sherwood I forget dude I've seen so many fucking shows Uh, um, at one point it got to like I would go to two shows a week and I mean I was going just to find new music and just to seek out new bands and have an awesome time and then it just it got to be a little intense where I'd be like whoa I mean I'm spending a lot on shows (laughs) I was working at the time but still I'd go from San Diego to LA for shows Um, and I'm not just talking about Aquabats now I'm talking about any any shows I've been to furthest I've ever driven for a show though was um, when me and my little sister Natalie went to see 
Tenacious D play for the Jimmy World opening Tenacious D middling Weezer headlining tour when Tenacious D had their first album out album out and um yeah we were headed up with the sole intention to just be like well we're gonna fucking see some Tenacious D and I I don't even remember if I knew that Jimmy World was opening um but yeah, it went Jimmy World, Tenacious D, and then Weezer, and <coughs> Weezer started playing in the garage, and it was after the Green album, and after they had like basically manufactured their songs to be hits, to all be hits, that whole album, and um. I was just like, man, they don't fucking care about the garage anymore. I was just being a fucking lame-ass. Oh, man, they're not the same anymore. I didn't even, like, at that point, I hadn't even really listened to Pinkerton. <laughs> but the point is, like, I was there for to see Tenacious D. We both were. So when they were playing in the garage, like, we both got pulled out of the crowd. We had to physically get like lifted out of the crowd because the crowd had done that thing where they sandwich just fucking push forward as hard as possible when Weezer got up and um we were walking to the car and at first I saw the security guard and I was like hey uh, I don't like could, could we go, like, I'm just gonna wanna grab a soda from my car. If we come, could we come back? And he's like, well, there's no re-entry, but if you come back to this door, you can. I'll let you in. And it was, like, sweet. <clears throat> Grabbed a Mountain Dew. Came back. On Natalie's request. Thank you, Natalie. Because she was like, what if we go back in there? Maybe they'll play some other old stuff. I was like, alright. So we go in, and they're playing the sweater song, and that was dope. And then we were walking around the floor in the back, and um, Jack Black and Kyle Gass were just walking around the back. And we saw them, we got a couple pictures with them. I had this tiny-ass little film camera, so you couldn't see, you couldn't... <laughs> Oh man, it feels so weird explaining this, but it's, I mean, it's just the way cameras used to be. There was no camera on your phone because I don't think we even fucking had cell phones. We just took a map. Did we do a map or Google? MapQuest maybe? Fuck. We might have done MapQuest and like printed out directions. But, um... Like, it was pretty straightforward. It was like, take the freeway up. <laughs> take the freeway up for fucking, fucking six hours and then stop. Um, and, um... <coughs> Cleveland... Oh, yeah, we got pictures with Jack Black and Kyle Gass. And you couldn't... Back in the day, you couldn't look at a picture right after you took it. You would just have to take it and hope it turned out okay. Or have someone take it and make sure it turned, like, make sure it looked good. So I have, I have a picture, I have a couple pictures. Me and my sister and Jack Black and me and my sister and Kyle Gass. And it's, I mean, I don't really look like me anymore if I did a throwback Thursday for that you, you'd you be like what that's not you and I'd be like yeah huh yeah 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 huh
hate my deteriorating body. No, I hate the fact that my body is deteriorating. From Lyme disease. Fucking sucks. Because <coughs> it makes me do things like that. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Just be well, me. Um, so back to the Aquabats. Let's see. Um, so I saw them live four times from the ages of 12 to 14. And, um, and by this point, I'm a member of the Aqua Cadet fan club. I'm an Aqua Cadet. I am Aqua Cadet number 252. And I've got the, um, I did mail order because they made a coloring book. I'm like, I fucking, I'll, I'll color in that coloring book and made it look real nice. Like, I haven't cover, colored each page, but the way I did it was deliberately, like, to make it try and look really cool. Um, color inside all the lines. You saw the corresponding, like, oh, this would probably be this color, this would probably be this color. Um, and then we moved. We, the family, minus one kid, moved to northern Kentucky slash Cincinnati, greater Cincinnati, Ohio area. And I guess um, the Aquabats had gone to Bogart's one time, which was a Cincinnati venue, and there was some sort of a riot from the crowd and so then they just weren't allowed back <coughs> and probably since then they didn't feel very welcome which sucks because that meant I was now in this new city in this new state uh without any of the Aquabats music well I still had the music but without being able to see them live anymore cause I was like well man they just fucking never come out here and I'd try to google it and it just wouldn't come up there was no twitter back then I couldn't just tweet at them and say hey come out to Cincinnati I just have to google shows so then I'd go to shows, and um, that's when I started going to a bunch of shows, because I, I was like, well, I fucking, I love going to shows, and this I know from going to the Aquabats, but I can't see the Aquabats out here. Guess I'll go see other shows. So I'd go see, like, Less Than Jake, Real Big Fish, Goldfinger, um... Uh, homegrown, bad religion. One time, me and my friend Jeremy, R.I.P., um, went and saw, uh, Bad Religion, Blink 182, and Phoenix TX. I think, I think it was like after they changed their name from River Phoenix to Phoenix TX, because there was some other band called River Phoenix. Um, but Bad Religion, that was their, um, New America tour. This is the New America. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> There's a song in that album, in the New America, all about how much he loves internet porn. <laughs> I love my computer, you get me in the mood, I get so turned on 
when I turn on you. That's a real lyric <laughs> from that song. And granted, I think internet porn was like pretty new when he when he uh, wrote that song, but. Maybe it was also because it was from the New America album, so maybe it was a, a commentary on like, listen, like yes, you can, you can like, uh, jerk off to porn whenever the fuck you want to, but is it the best thing to do all the time? Like if it consumes all your time, twenty four hours a day then, I don't know, maybe re-examine how you're using all of your time. <laughs> 24 hours a day. Um, I mean, like, straight off, straight up, straight off, straight up, 24 hours a day jerking it uh, to porn. Like, that's, I mean, you could use your time better than that. Come on, we all could. <laughs> 24 hours a day, no stopping. I mean, no stopping at all. It's too much. It's too much. <coughs> Plus you get so dehydrated. You have to eat. You gotta eat. What are you doing? You gotta eat. <laughs> Alright. Back to the Aquabats. <laughs> um, they have several albums. I think they might have like six or seven full-length albums. Let's see. They've got their first album. The is called "The Return of the Aquabats," and they're wearing green rash guards that have like um, head pieces to keep your hair like all tucked under so that you can it's I think they're built for speed but the Aquabats use them for for fun um the return of the Aquabats let's see if I can do the track listing we got Play-Doh is the first song uh, Martian Girl from Planet V second song third song is um Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, alright. Are you ready to rock? It's time to party. Whoa. Ska Robot Army. Ska Robot Army. Next song is Idiot Box. No, 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 I'm just a boy. I watch too much TV. Wow, that was intense. Repo Man's always intense. Come on, let's go get a drink. Um, Actually, Mr. Humphreys? Yeah. So then, CD Repo Man is next. Tarantula, I think, is next. Uh... Oh, shit. Tarantula might be after CD Ripple, man. I might have my track order a little mixed up. Martian Girl? Number two, right? I think. <laughs> so, Return of the Aquabats. Then, The Fury of the Aquabats. Let's see. We've got... Um, super rad, red sweater, um, <laughs> oh man, at the, at the show, at the, um, playing through Fury of the Aquabats all the way show that they recently did in L.A., um, I was just able to straight up anticipate every song at, before it before it happened because when you listen to an album all the way through enough times it gives you just this cool ability to 
anticipate whatever's coming next. And when this when the band goes, we're gonna play the album all the way through. Then you go, fucking great, because I'm a fan of their music and I know what the fuck is coming next, and I can be excited about it. <laughs> Which now that I think about it, I think Magic Chicken might be. Song number three. Then the fight song. Cat with two heads. Um, Turn me into nothing. I can't. uh, That's not the name of the song. Nothing, maybe? Um, Captain Hampton and the Midget Pirates. Um, Shit. Number eight is. Idiot Box, Redux, it's just a remix, like a redo, and then number nine, Snakes? No, I think nine is Phantasma Del Mar, ten is, um, Attack by Snakes, think. No, 10 is my skateboard. 11 is attacked by snakes. 12 is lobsters in a bucket. Maybe. I I, I know there's another version of Martian Girl that I missed in there somewhere. And then there's an... There's one where they end the song with, so watch us every week. Watches every week where the aqua bats, because they talk about a TV show. Watches every week on a TV show. <clears throat> but they didn't have a TV show at the time. They had an idea for one, and then they made one, and they got two seasons out of it. And now they're going for a third season through this Kickstarter. Um, the album After Fury was um, Myths, Legends, and Other Things We Don't Understand, Volume 1, The Floating Eye of Death, or Volume 1, The Aquabats versus The Floating Eye of Death. It's a like, pretty long title like that, but they uh, there's, there's some references, there's some more references to Repo Man in this album. Eyes melt, skin explodes, everybody dead. It won't be long, it won't be long. People gonna run around losing their heads. A river of blood, who's gonna live? The earth is tired of humankind, and I think this world, la 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 la, is gonna wash up in hell. <laughs> It's a crazy album. Um, <laughs> Aquabats, dude. Listen to them. And, um... Bleh. I mean, lovers of loving love. They got some... <coughs> they got some fun tunes. After Floating Eye of Death, they released um, Myths, King, Myths, Legends, Myths, Legends, and Other Adventures, Volume 2, which I think that's all it was called. Myths and Legends, Myths, Legends, and Other Adventures, Volume 2. And there was um, Pool Party, which a lot of people have heard. There's um, Pizza Day, which was another fan favorite. And um, those were the two like main standouts from that album. There's like a song about worms. 
Worms make the dirt, and the dirt makes the earth. And all the things have a place to sleep now. Hey, Luno! I guess that was a good song, too. But nowhere near Pizza Day or Pool Party. Those were the two songs that, like, blew that fucking album out of the water. Because the rest of it, you're just like, whatever. Can I get to those two songs? <laughs> but with Fury and with Return, I I mean, I loved every song. Oh, I forgot Marshmallow Man from Return. <coughs> Marshmallow man, you better watch yourself before someone steps on you. Um, after Myths and Legends Volume 2, there was a while where they didn't play, and they, like, lost their horn section. I think just a couple members of the band were like, this has been fun, but, like, I'm gonna go to school, I'm gonna blah blah blah, I'm gonna get a job, whatever. Because when you start a band, there's no knowing that it's going to stick around for 20, 25 years and that it'll, like, become not only your source of income, but, like, your main source of income. There's no way to predict that. Um, but... Yeah, they came back with this album in 2005 called Charge. And that one has songs like Fashion Zombies. Um, making fun of people who, like, go buy, th buy their clothes at the mall. <coughs> but also, like, I think it was more specifically making fun of goths and like um, the scene like the MySpace scene culture where people were covering up half of their face and like being like I'm so emotional I can only show half of my face at a time <laughs> who can face who can face who can face the unbelievable mechanical ape? That's another one from there. Look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm a winner. There's a, you just can't argue with that. Don't you agree? Don't you agree? Don't you agree that I'm a winner? That's another one from Charge. Um, couple years after Charge, few years maybe, uh, they came out with this Holiday EP, which was just two songs, and one of them was Holiday Road, which is a, a cover, and then another one was something about Santa, forget, but they gave it out at this show, it was a Christmas, near Christmas show in San Diego, House of Blues, um, some band held out a mistletoe, <laughs> like, on the microphone stand. You're like, what? <coughs> um, let's see. And then... They didn't have another new album till like 2012, I think it was. And that's when Shark Fighter came out. Rather, High Five Soup. And Shark Fighter is one of the songs from it. And. Reese Darby, who plays the band manager from Flight of the Concords, plays Shark Fighter in. The Aquabat Super Show. <coughs> so, you know, they they just have reached a lot of people, and another another thing that they 
I guess they don't get a lot of credit for for people who don't really know who they are is that if you listen to the Aquabats, you'll be able to listen to the Aquabats with your kids because it's very kid-friendly, so much so that, like, parents bring their kids to see the Aquabats and there's usually, like, a little side area where the kids can hang out and dance and not worry about all the adults skanking in place and, like, dancing around. Um, but, yeah, and that translates to their TV show as well. It's, it's cool, because also there's references for, references for the adults, and it's a kid's show for the kids. Like, there's a Point Break reference in one of the episodes of the show. Aquabats. I remember meeting people who like didn't like the Aquabats, and I was like, "Why? Because they they don't take music seriously, or some some shit like that." And it's like, well, that maybe your opinion of them. Maybe they take the music very seriously, and they they stress out every day of like, how are we gonna keep this band going if we're just like talking about random stuff and kids stuff and like just well we'll just we'll find a way <laughs> and currently they're trying to like if you go on kickstarter and search for the aquabats um you'll be able to see their campaign that they're launching which they've added some rewards there's different tiers and stuff there's um you can sign up to get all of their future albums on or their future albums that they're going to put out with the thing on vinyl you could sign up to get a t-shirt you could sign up to there's a lot of rewards just check it out and check out the video and check out some of their music too cuz I mean, it's really fun. Uh, 37 minutes, huh? Alright, I'm going to take a hit of this bowl. Then I might go on about uh, going to shows and stuff. this new piece it's new to me anyway and it's um looks like a can of coca-cola but it's glass and um there's a straw coming out that that's the part that you draw from and then there's the part that you put the bowl onto and put the weed into and that has a little stem that goes down to the water. And bada bing bada boom. Science. And getting high. The science of getting high. Brought to you by... The new Nissan Leaf. drank some <coughs> brine from this um, pickle in a bag and I got when I went to the dollar store this was two trips ago but I got to the dollar store and I was like well I saw someone eat 
one of these pickles online. And it looked really good. And here they are at the dollar store right in front of my face. So I bought a dill flavored one, regular, you know. I bought a hot and spicy one. I bought another hot and spicy one. And I bought a garlic. What is it? It's just zesty garlic flavor. And that's the one I'm eating now. And that's some of the brine that I just drank. And it is zesty. <coughs> I'm saving. I've only opened the container like a little tiny bit so that there's only room to drink the brine. I'm going to drink most of the brine before I bite into the pickle. Because I don't want any spills. I don't want any situations where I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Spilled brine all over. Because instead, it's going to be, oh, shit. I didn't spill brine anywhere. Because I took care of it. And apparently it's, like, good for your good for digestion and stuff. Maybe it's good for your bladder? Because the vinegar? <clears throat> It'll clean your system. I don't know. But, um... Oh, yeah, so going to shows. So... I was living in Northern Kentucky, going to shows across the river, for the most part. One time... Warp Tour came to Kentucky, and it was the only time. <laughs> but Warp Tour came to Cincinnati, so like me and my friend Josh went and saw this band called Tip the Van, and we saw um, Bad Religion. Um, Homegrown was at that one. There was a band called Never Heard of It, and when I saw their name up, I did exactly what they probably hoped people would do when they saw the name. Because I said, never heard of it, don't fucking care. And I went to see Homegrown. And Homegrown was fucking awesome. And then later I would go research and find out, whoa, never heard of it. I like these guys. <laughs> they were really pop punk. Um, but they had cool harmonies. They didn't even have a label, like they just subsisted on their own and they toured on their own from just, you know, meeting people and being like, hey, we've got a band, we've got we've got music, we've got a record, like, can we tour? Yes, across the world. And um, <coughs> I saw them play one time and shit, this was... Wow, this was a while ago. I think it was in like 2006. And I was dating this girl. And we drove up to LA for this show. Because I was like, I want to see this band. Like, I didn't know they were touring. I didn't know we could see them. <coughs> it was at the Key Club which was then called the Knitting Factory in LA, or, or vice versa. I can't remember what it's called now. I think it's called Key Club now and was Knitting Factory then. But saw them playing and it was fucking awesome. At one point they spit into the crowd and like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, bands fucking do that sometimes. And it, it seems to work in with the uh, theme of the show and at this point I was still going to church and so um, like it didn't bother me at all and it but it bothered my then girlfriend a lot and she was like how could you listen to music like that when when we believe what we believe and I'm like what <laughs> Like, what, am I going to fucking go start listening to Christian rock or some shit? No, never. Yeah. Um, but, like, the, when we were both, 
fuck. Fucking fuck off and crash and get injured and not able to drive anymore. Hate when people drive insanely. You hear tiles when you hear tires squealing. That person needs to calm the fuck down. Trying to impress someone or everyone or hey look at me. Oh I need attention. It's like fuck off. Fuck off with your loud car and your stupid driving habit habits. You piece of shit, attention seeking asshole. Which, like, maybe you should talk to someone about all of your attention-seeking and your loud driving. So going to shows, I would, I would, I would hop online, and I wouldn't Google just like shows in my area. I would go to, um, I think, punkmusic.com, punk.com, punkshows.com, uh, something like that, and or I'd go on like Fat Wreck records.com and look up their tour schedule um, there's this venue called the void and it was this small room in a business park I think and um, <laughs> business park or it was like a business like a strip mall maybe I can't even remember how to get to the venue in my memory, I just remember like the room and RX Bandits played, and it was for their. It was in like 2000, and it was for their album Progress, which is still one of my favorite albums of theirs. And um, they. <coughs> they fucking rocked, and they had shirts, and I got this shirt, and it's got a, like a comic book type panel it has this woman on the front and she's like putting her head in her hand and saying nuclear war there goes my career which I think is a um just a commentary on like how how much emphasis people put on their careers and their um and working and how um, I mean, it, it's it's partly an effect of capitalism telling us that money is the most important thing and that um, just making money and making money and making money and then dying it sucks. I think, like, I, I don't know what all-out socialism would look like. But I think that democratic socialism is the right direction. Making sure that everyone has a place to live is great. And making sure that Medicare gets completely paid for and education is awesome. (coughs) It's cool to see how many people have like jumped on board and done um, grassroots efforts stuff like going around and just giving people surveys and talking to people and being like this is who we are we're not fucking weird we're just like want change and there's only two parties and it fucking sucks and and it does suck that there's only two parties because people get so divided and they dig their heels in and then You'll never change someone's mind, and then they'll have families, and then you'll never change their mind, and it just keeps going and going and perpetuating the, the, um, the lie that there's only two different kinds of people, and there's not. There's 
many, many different kinds of people. <coughs> Two-party system's broken. They need to open it up to, like, way more parties. What if there's 14 parties to vote from? And... Man, if they if they broke up the two party system, they would have to change the name like they would have to change the names, I think, of Republican and Democrat because if they didn't then most people would just fucking vote for but I don't know. Maybe they'd just go, yeah, Republican, Democrat, Independent, Green Party, whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck. Democratic Socialists. Um, yeah, midterm elections are coming soon, if they haven't hit you already. It's crazy. This year is going to be pivotal. And depending on how it goes, it's going to depend on which way this country pivots. And that is going to be fucking weird. It's going to be weird either way. Because if if the quote-unquote blue wave happens and the House is overtaken by um, Democrats slash liberals, then, like, there's going to be a lot of um, proud boys and prayer people and um, religious liberty task force that are going to be, like, up in arms and very upset. <clears throat> but if the House stays Republican, then it'll probably just like keep getting worse, and then human rights violations will keep getting worse, and then all of the fringe groups that are like ready to fight and kill for for um for the president I just hope it doesn't I just hope this country doesn't escalate to a point where there's no there's no coming back uh, there's no more middle ground. Like, I like what Sarah Silverman is doing with I Love You America because she's really just showing that we're all the same. We're all the same at our core. We all want good for our families and for our friends and we all want good things for this country. And some people are on TV all the time or on Twitter all the time saying that we don't want the same things and saying that we're so different but we're not we all just want good for ourselves and our families and our friends but it comes out in weird weird fucked up ways hate groups like oh man I can't believe how emboldened and out in the middle of the street and just shameless tactless fucking careless emotionless some people have gotten <coughs> I'm I haven't even said anything inflammatory I'm just speaking logistically and logically like, careless means not caring about other people. And if you... I mean... We're living in a very strange and tumultuous time. And what we do with our time in the next few years is going to be probably pivotal again <laughs> bringing it back to pivotal um, for the future of uh, the world I mean 
it's the world is in is is in a strange place not just not just the united states like the united states are divided as fuck right now but the world is also divided there's so many splintered groups of just like thinking that Toronto Trump is doing great and then they're like yeah we'll do that in this country and you're like oh no oh no it's just feeling like the 40s early early 40s might have felt like maybe and it's scary we're living in a scary time hopefully like we can all band together and be as good to one another as we can and not not kill fuck we need more life We need more life and we need more love. <coughs> I wonder... I haven't watched it. I've never watched um, Children of Men, but I bet... I wonder if there's a scene in there where um, someone shows up to an orphanage to adopt a kid and there's just no kids left or like one or two kids left because everyone has been adopting kids because no one can have kids and I don't even know the reason that people can't have kids in Children of Men I just know that that's a plot point um I gotta see that movie it seems really cool and sci-fi and <sighs> it almost like sci-fi where you're like, oh, this could be a possible future. I'm scared for all of, all of my uh, all my women friends out there. For all of the shitty shit that's going on with um, reproductive rights and slow and low with reproductive rights and um, people not believing you and like just everything toxic masculinity just people denying people creeping off into the shadows waiting for a minute and then waiting for people to come to their defense and then just coming right back. Like, what the fuck? Should acknowledge what is being talked about and what people are saying about it. You should talk about it openly and you should hope that maybe one day people will, f will forgive it. Not creep away and hide. And then pop back out. Like, what the fuck? If you really did zero thing wrong, or zero things that were claimed and by whoever, on whatever site, on wherever, then talk about it openly. But hiding away and then coming back is such a fucking weird move. It's like a slimy, sleazy, oily move. The real move is to talk about it openly with the people who are uh, accusing, but also with everyone. Just acknowledge and like apologize, or at least attempt to apologize attempt to start an apology just 
Like, there's so many better ways to go about it than hiding and then coming back after enough people have said, What? This person? Nuh-uh. Fuck that other person who said this person did that. <sighs> Whoa. I'm gonna hide for a little bit. Ooh. Ooh, maybe I could come back. Ooh. <sighs> like, uh, for example, James Gunn getting called out over like tweets from ten years ago, and then him being like, "Listen, I may have like been shitty before, and I acknowledge that, but I've learned from my mistakes, and I don't." Like, I acknowledge that I'm a different person today. And all of the cast was like, yeah, fucking what? (laughs) Why did you fire him? Not only is he the only person who can do Guardians right, but yeah, those tweets were a fucking long time ago. Like, get over yourself, Disney. Can't you see that he is not that person anymore? And, like, over enough time, and it seems like enough um, coercion from fans at the company being like, yo, fucking bring him back. I heard that they're going to use his script. Maybe they might even use him or, like, bring him, hire him back on. But, you know, it's me. It's my life. (sighs) Man, this piece hits really smooth. I'm loving it. two minutes huh all right let me see talked about going to shows talked about touring (coughs) talked about the aquabats so yeah check out the aquabats kickstarter um support it if you can or if you want to and check out their music because it's really fun and check out their tv show and the lead singer of the aquabats started Yo Gabba Gabba. So all you parents out there who have kids who like Yo Gabba Gabba, that's all because of the Aquabats. Because the lead singer of the Aquabats was like, I want a kid's show that's fun and weird and like teaches lessons but doesn't make sense all the time. (laughs) So they'll like do random weird dances and they'll like have... Like, Elijah Wood was on an episode, and this old ska band called the Agrolites was in an episode. The Agrolites? Was that them? I think so. Um, the Aquabats were in an episode. But, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I mean... I have a. I got that coloring book. I've got a like a little plush toy that I've kept in the box the whole time. <laughs> oh yeah, and I have some goggles because if you check out their um, uniforms, their uh, costumes. You'll see they wear goggles, and I have a pair of goggles, and I have a rash guard that I drew on and made myself for an Aquabats show that I went to at Soma in San Diego. And damn, 
did they play the main stage or the side stage? Fuck off. Like how... How is that still an option for, for transportation? It's so loud. Why is nothing being done about uh, noise pollution? That's a big thing. When there's loud vehicles, you're like, why? <laughs> why is it so fucking loud? Bleh. Like that helicopter, I think it's a helicopter, it's loud because, you know, blades are keeping it elevated in the air. But why aren't there helicopters that run off of just air? Like, not jet engines, but... I mean, I'm sure most helicopters could be run with fans. You get two really big-ass fans. <laughs> and then it'd be kind of like a hovercraft. It'd be quieter than a fucking helicopter. Helicopters, trains, planes... Cars, <laughs> automobiles, automobile. Um, yeah, a lot of noise pollution. People honking. <laughs> so check out the Aquabats. Um, go to my website, yamatat.com slash podcast.html. Share it with people. Write a review. Rate it. Give it five stars on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, please. Um, tell two people about this show, this podcast. And um, what else? I don't want to bore you with just like belaboring the point go to my website or my website other websites through my main website okay this has been you and me and thoughts and talk with doug culp and the aquabats (laughs)